Hello, Andres. Hello, Hugo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watchando Movies. So, uh, Andres, we're definitely in the same room right now. Absolutely. Yeah, like we I always do. I definitely don't have COVID. Absolutely not, dude. That'd be <laughs> awful. Uh, that'd be irresponsible. <laughs> um, yeah, my audio is a little bit bad, too, because I don't have a mic. So there we go. Great conditions for working under. Um, so you used to not care about movies. Still don't. And uh, you started getting into them a few years back. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and now I'm showing you movies, and we're doing director series. This is the the last episode for Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, we covered Boogie Nights uh, and Punch Drunk Love. And now, what are we watching? The Ghost String. The ghost? That sounds like an anime. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're watching The Phantom Thread, you know? You can sew almost anything into the canvas of a coat. When I was a boy, I started to hide things in the linings of the garments. Things that only I knew were there. Secrets. Has no phantoms, <laughs> but lots of threads. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Phantom Thread is is written and directed by uh, PTA, as we as we like to call them in the industry. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Daniel Day Lewis, Vicky Crepes, and Leslie Manville. That's it. That's that's the only people in this movie. Yeah. The only one yeah. you know is Daniel Day Lewis, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was re- released in the United States on December 25th, 2017. That's so a great Christmas movie. Uh, on a budget of $35 million, it grossed $47.8 million. Which... Uh, very, very successful. Yeah. It's not as bad as other... We've talked about Annapurna before and Megan Allison and how her movies never make any money. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got a ninety one percent Rotten Tomato score and a seventy one percent audience score. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> People like it apparently. Maybe maybe I shouldn't wait for responses, right? <laughs> That's cool, dude. You can just add them out later. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's got a very low audience score. Wow. Ah, that's be... that's pretty high, man. <laughs> At the, the general 90s? audience, yeah, I mean that's 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 what licorice pizza has, I think. Um, well, licorice at, pizza's fun. Yeah. <laughs> at the 90th Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Lead Actor, Best Supporting Actress for Leslie Manville. That's that's the sister. Uh, best Costume Design and Best Original Score. Uh, and it won for best costume design. Yeah, uh, no complaints there. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always give you the list of movies that it was nominated alongside. So this is the the Shape of Water year. So the year the Shape of Water won. Uh, it was also nominated next to Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Post. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
Man, what a great year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Paul Thomas Anderson was nominated for Best Director over Martin McDonough. Man. What yeah. a wild year. <laughs> uh, um, so, Andres, I gave you a choice of what movie you wanted to watch. It was either this or The Master. Um, I didn't give you inherent vice because that's considered his worst movie. And uh, I don't want to end on that note. Um, anyways, I preferred The Master, but you chose this. Yes, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Um, and because you, we're not doing The Master, I can't do two things, right? So uh, well, the, first, the first thing is that I can't say the most beautiful woman in the world, Amy Adams. Tragedy. <laughs> and the second thing is that I had a little story you can't where mention the Joker. That's a real shame. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, this, uh, so that movie came out in 2012, and I was old enough to to use the internet. Um, and I remember uh, a lot of people didn't like it at the time. Like a lot of like general people. And uh, there's a lot of scenes where Joaquin Phoenix is masturbating. There's a scene where, like, Amy Adams uh, gives Philip Seymour Hoffman a hand job, and and people would always refer to it as the master parentheses Bader. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the internet in 2012. That's that's what was going on back then. So you're telling me I really goofed up? Yeah. That's <laughs> shame, man. Anyway, so tell tell me why you chose chose this. Because you said you didn't like it that much. And I was yeah. like, hey, we haven't really talked about a movie you don't like. Let's talk yeah. about that. Um, you also told me that you... I remember I showed you the trailer back when it came out. Yeah. And you said that that seemed interesting. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I showed you that trailer and I was like... I thought you were lying to me when you were saying that you thought it looked interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched this back when it came out, uh, I had movie pass, so I was watching everything in theaters. This was, this was the first Paul Thomas Anderson movie I saw in theaters. Um, and I didn't have social media back then, so I, I don't really know the, the response to it. It's only like in the past two years that I became aware of the reputation this movie had, uh, which is like. People like gush over it. They think it's a masterpiece. They think it's Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie. And I was just like, what? That's real interesting, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look back because uh, I reviewed this on Letterboxd back, back in the day. Um, and I only gave it a three out of five at the time, uh, which is probably lower than what I would give it now because I've changed the way I've rated things. Anyways. Uh, so what were your expectations? Um, I don't know. Dude. It's called The Phantom Thread. There's no phantoms in it. That was going to be a ghost story? Yeah. Where's the Did ghost you really? Story? I don't think so, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't know I, I don't necessarily know what I thought. I don't remember my initial thoughts of first seeing the trailer. But yeah. like... Walking into it right now, just seeing the movie poster, I was kind of like, "All right, it's gonna be a slower story." I was, I was already prepared for that in mind. But man, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So uh, I think I already know the answer, but did you like it? You know, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just I was just bored. It yeah, that's that's how I found. But but there was some cool parts too. You know, I just overall I was really bored. Um yeah, uh, uh, and I feel like a Philstein when I say that. When it's like Ooh. a Philstein. <laughs> Like a, like an uneducated, you know. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, um, because everyone's like, "Oh, it's so brilliant," and and then you're 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 the one going, "What's a little <laughs> boring, don't you think?" <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'm surprised this got this got nominated for best score. Why? Because because the score is also boring. Really? I, maybe, I just don't like classical music, I guess. I don't know. You think so? Oh, I thought the, I thought the score was the was the best part of the movie. Really? Yeah. I feel I feel the same way about classical music as I do about this movie in that like I think it's pretty, it's beautiful, sure. It's just really boring, you know? It doesn't <laughs> do nothing for me. Um so is there anything you did like about the movie? Absolutely, man. The acting absolutely like, you know, was great. That that asparagus scene <laughs> yeah tension. that was fantastic that was fantastic um is the that costume it? designs were the costume. yeah the I, costumes I, I, are great. that that i understand why that one won it it does and you know there's a lot of things that look cool but i do really miss um what's his name pta Paul I, I, miss, I miss when he uses that pizzazz with his camera movements and stuff not really much <laughs> happens here yeah, we we talked about how he sort of Kinda changed. Calms it down. He calms it down, and he's he like lets moments breathe. Like there's a lot of moments in this where like yeah. the characters aren't saying anything, and they're also still like they're not moving. Yeah, and that's that probably leads into like. The sort of like, wow, this is really slow. You know, yeah, for sure. That definitely doesn't help it. Let me see. I was trying to look at the costumes. Oh, I was nominated alongside. God damn. <laughs> Hold up. Uh, it was nominated alongside uh, The Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Beauty and the Beast, and Victoria and Abdul. Beauty and the Beast came out that year? Beauty and the Beast did come out that year, but it feels, I don't know, to me it feels like two different, like, decades. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast felt like forever ago, dude, what? Yeah, that was early March of 2017, man. That's crazy. I was still 17. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, did you have a favorite scene? Sorry, mentioned the asparagus scene. Right. And that one's fantastic. That's probably is my favorite scene. You to get rid of me. To tell me to leave. So tell me. So I don't stand around like a fucking fool. Asparagus. Is this all about your asparagus? No, it's not about asparagus. What the hell is it about? Are you a special agent sent here to ruin my evening and possibly my entire life? Why are you so rude to me? Why? Why? I also really like... Cause it's 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 the only interesting part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stuff's finally happening. 
Oh, the butter. No, no, he's using cheese. <laughs> There's probably some conflict with them. Like, that guy's kind of an asshole, you know? Yeah, he's very uh, stiff. She should have challenged him long ago. Yeah. But I also really like at the New Year's party when he's just walking around and he finally finds her and he just stares at her and then he does that like head nod and she and she just doesn't do anything. She just stares at him. That was sick of her. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this past New Year's uh, uh, Focus Features, who distributed this movie, uh, uploaded that uh, that scene as, a, I guess, a New Year's celebration. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's iconic. It is, it is New Year's. Yeah, it's, it's iconic. Not very people celebratory, say. you know. No, no, no. <laughs> um. So, uh, since we were talking about music, uh, let's 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 do that first. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you know who Johnny Greenwood is? No. Do you know a band called? Fuck. Well, hold up, I forgot it. Um, Fuck? Yeah, that's a great band. No, what's it called? Um, I'm a creep. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah uh, Fallout um, Boys? No, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> what is it? Radiohead? Yeah, Radiohead. Radiohead, yeah. Uh, he's in Radiohead. Um, and Paul Thomas Anderson... Has directed Love Radiohead. <laughs> He's directed a few music videos for them. Um, and Johnny Greenwood's been doing all the music uh, to his movies since uh, The Master, I think. Alright, that's neat. That's neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how Arcade Fire did the score for her or um, uh, Nine Inch Nails guy uh, does the music for all David Fincher movies. Right, right, interesting. Sure. But you say you don't like this score because it's classical music? I just, I'm not like hating on classical music. I just think it's boring. I don't know. I thought the score was uh, exciting. You know, it's a little off putting. You know, it's a little, it's like the piano's off key or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His score for uh, Punch Drunk Love is is unmatched. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny Greenwood also did the music for Licorice Pizza, but that's a different sound. As as little score as there is in that movie, because it's mostly songs. Yeah, I don't even remember the score right now. It was like, uh, it. it felt a little punch drunk lovey. It felt like, you know, like, dun, dun, or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. Leaning back into that, though? Yeah. Um... So that's that's the music. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about the the cinematography because yeah. there's a there's some drama in that. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson used to have a cinematographer who shot all of his movies. Uh, he he ended up winning an Oscar for There Will Be Blood, uh, but after Vice, they sort of had this falling out. And he fired? Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I they don't want to get into it. But the cinematographer is called Anderson, like a spoiled brat or something like that. Nice. Um, and 
uh, and instead of like he didn't Paul Thomas Anderson didn't want to work with another cinematographer because I guess he just didn't want to like go through you know starting up a relationship again or something uh, so he decided just to do his own cinematography for this movie and that's why not a lot of stuff happens <laughs> well it's uh it's th- technically there's no cinematographer because there's no credit for that uh but it's it's him and his gaffer gaffer is uh i don't even know what a gaffer is but it's kind of like they work in that department they're very technical they gaff uh, together yeah I yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> uh and they sort of just did it on their own and they they felt confident enough without uh uh dp uh and that's the way they shot licorice pizza as well so they 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 really learned huh yeah they oh you think do you do you think uh licorice pizza looks better than this yeah why it looks more exciting than this <laughs> things move around and stuff you know what there was one part with the camera movement that i liked and that was when he put the camera on the back of the car and the roads all like bumpy. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was cool. That was cool. They did that neat. Um, what do you think about like the colors and stuff? Um, not a lot of things like really stood out to me with it. Uh, you know, you know what? It... They use some nice warm colors when they're off like at the restaurant and stuff. It looked this. Yeah. Th- a lot of scenes look cozy. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was shot on sixty-five millimeters. Is that is that the normal amount? <laughs> no, yeah, the normal is uh, thirty-five. Um, what sixty-five do what? Di- what difference should I notice with that information? It's uh, a larger capture format, and I think there's more detail in the images than compared to thirty-five. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I th- it looks that... lush. Was the was the larger thingy? A choice because of all the lace that's used in the outfits and stuff, or is that like not? I don't not know. Relevant at all. Maybe he shot the master that way. I'm not sure. Maybe okay. he's just like, yeah, I'll use it for this, but not for this other thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and the camera doesn't move a lot. No, uh, it doesn't. This does not. Um. So, I don't know. Like, what what does that add, though? Not moving it. It, um... I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know what's the purpose of it. Um, It takes away things. I don't think it adds much, though. Yeah, like, you, you mean, like, it takes away... From my personal experience, it looks a lot less interesting. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being in the theater and being like, I don't know, I, I didn't think this was beautiful looking. I, like, I came out of it going, I think he needs a cinematographer. <laughs> I think Licorice Pizza was like, oh, no, he doesn't. He's 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 doing good. He learned what he's doing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so let's just go to writing then. Yeah, let's let's hop on this. So as I said before, uh, Anderson says that he doesn't really know how to write a movie. Like he doesn't he know how to write. structure it. 
I can kind of, I can kind of, if you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense for this. Yeah, that's, that's like, (laughs) this is the first time I was like, oh, yeah, I see what it means. Yeah. Because I feel Uh, like I got the big narrative and then I, I feel like I know how he was trying to get to it. Uh, what do you think the big narrative was? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the the it's main the main thing the main story right is that yeah. she hates him and she's trying to poison him? No, she doesn't hate him. She loves him, right? I don't know, dude. <laughs> but she's poisoning him on purpose to weaken him because she loves how he's a little baby when he's dying. Yeah, and he's uh, tender, as as she says. Yeah. Uh. So that was uh, that was the main goal was showing us her poisoning him. Yeah. What do you think uh, the theme was? Something about I don't know, man. Toxic relationships. So, yeah, something about that. Something about love. Something about love for sure. I was reading stuff about it, and they're like, "Oh, it's about a obsessive love." So, um, what was the guy's name? Wood something. Uh, Woodcock. <laughs> Woodcock. That's the one. Yeah. So you know he's a genius, right? Everyone's yeah. like obsessed with him. He's he's this artist, and he's like a perfectionist, but like to a flaw, like like it makes yeah. him an asshole. <laughs> and like you see his thumbs, and his thumbs are all fucked up. Yeah, dude. He was he was just Kanye West for Kanye West. <laughs> Real committed. <laughs> But, I think yeah, like, like he has like some issues, right? Like, like he's too obsessed with his art, right? Like, there's some stuff going on there with him. Something ain't yeah. right, right with his head. And he doesn't have enough space to love yeah. a human or something. Yeah, yeah. And then the lady, the lady's um, just very, very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's fine with the abuse she's getting until she's not. It's not even yeah. abuse. Or is it abuse? He's abusive, <laughs> right? It's, it's, I don't know. It's pretty intense because, like, she's, she's buttering her toast and then he's like, You're making too much noise. It's like you're riding a, a horse. Yeah. Yeah. He's abusive, man. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was funny because, like, in a scene after that, they show her and she's doing everything really slowly and quietly. Yeah, dude. Why is she just okay with this? I don't know. Well, there's that girl in the beginning, right? Who? The the the, the first uh girlfriend, Muse, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she offers him pastries and then he's like, Stop with that heavy stuff, you're getting fat or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh you know, a problem I have is that the what's her name? Alma? Alma? Yeah, Alma. I just don't think she has much of a character. She's not she's she's just a uh a doormat, you know? Yeah. He just walks like, all over her and she's okay with it. But you know, uh, I think I think there's a reason why she had to specifically be a waitress and stuff. Was to for us to kind of be like, well, she's gotta be okay with it, or else she's gonna go back to that life, and she probably doesn't yeah. want that, you know. That 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 is probably also yeah. But like, am I supposed to think 
that this Woodcock character picked out this pretty waitress so that he can be an asshole to her? Or this or is he just really an artist who really did find them, you know, some inspiration in her and that's why he's keeping her around? Is he a bad person or is he just a troubled artist? I you know don't, what, I don't. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. He can be a he can be yeah. a bad person and a troubled artist. There you go. But I think he's a bad person more than a troubled artist. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I I remember I, I read this review and it said the dresses are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a dress appreciator. So well, well, that one dress uh, in the wedding. Uh, you know the one where like the woman. Uh, got drunk or something. Yeah, that dress is hideous. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't look like the rest though. Did he do that on purpose? Cause it, cause that girl kept talking about how ugly she was, and he was like getting fed up with her. Probably, you know, it's a reflection of who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that scene was very uh, interesting. That's probably my favorite scene. I didn't say my favorite scene. That's. <laughs> That that one's a good scene, dude. Yeah, because like I'm like, oh, is is something happening? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, it's just the illusion that something's happening. Well, you know, when he goes over to her room and he's like, "Give me the dress right now," that's kind of exciting. Yeah, but like, what is that doing? He's already a bit of a. He's not a pushover, you know. That wasn't like he was standing up for himself. That's true, but we're seeing. His um, his wife stand behind him. His every act. She goes and does it. She takes off the dress off her, which is weird. So weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's the point of of that of that wedding? And like, why she doesn't like her? I don't even know the point of this movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean the themes of obsessive love. There's the the sister. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of her? Um. She's weird. Do you think she's a? <laughs> do you think she's a bitch? I don't know. Not more than him. Yeah. Yeah. But I she, mean, you know, she she has her own problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, she likes Alma apparently. Until she doesn't. I never got the impression that she really liked her. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why she said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she came off pretty cold to her from the start. <laughs> well, I think that might just be her personality, right? She's just cold. She's just cold, heartless. Uh, yeah, hot. You know that that's that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie called Rebecca. Nope. Uh, it's, a, it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, gets uh, apparently gets compared to this because uh, that's about like an older man falls in love with a younger woman. He's rich. She moves. Uh, he moves her in, and then there's this uh, like head of the house that's a bitch and hates her and tries to sabotage her. Um, so it gets compared a lot to that. Uh, and I hadn't, I didn't watch it before, uh, when I first saw this and I, now I've seen it 
and I uh, I detest the you comparisons. The comparisons are are accurate. Not, not at all. I would say it's different yeah. in theme, and also it's just a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. Also, like the uh, cause in that the 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 maid is like the cold whatever and that's supposed to be the sister but the sister never like intentionally sabotages her yeah she's never sabotaging her she's just being cold she's even like saying hey if you do this he'll hate you (laughs) yeah yeah um oh uh, there's something with the tone in this movie too that bothers me go on like it's uh, it's like supposed to be serious a lot, and then there's a lot there's like a lot of moments where it's just kind of silly. Um, tell me about it. I don't like, know if I picked up on anything silly. Well, I thought like like a lot of the uh, small like the 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 stuff that they fight over, you know, like she brings him a, a tea, uh, and then he's all like. I didn't ask for tea. And then like they, they sort of have, have a little argument there. Sure. I, I saw yeah. that more of showing his abuse. Like she's over here trying to be caring and nice for him. Like that's See, think... he has a nice gesture <laughs> and he's such an asshole that he can't even appreciate it. You know, you didn't think that was a little funny. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought there's like moments like that where it's like, it kind of breaks the the serious tone and like the the way that it looks. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see why you think that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all weird. I, I thought just, these. <laughs> go on. I just i I think that that's uh, that's just how toxic relationships can be sometimes. You know, and you have experience with that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the spare you see was a little funny too, because it's he's like, yeah, "What game are you playing? Game. What game are you playing? <laughs> Do you have a gun?" <laughs> right? Oh my god, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> um, uh, just transitioning into that, into acting. Uh, what was your favorite performance? I mean, uh, what's his name? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, this is his yeah. last performance ever. Yeah, he, he retired after this. Do you think yeah. that's partly why? This has more buzz than it should have. And yeah, well, he's like this giant in in uh, acting. Absolutely, dude. Everyone, everyone knows him, right? He's a crazy man that doesn't break character. He's he's very method. Um, you know, who knows if if that helps him, uh, really, or if that's just that's you know what? I'm not gonna. This is part of the fun. Yeah, uh, uh, he played Abraham Lincoln. Um, and there were stories about how he would like send messages to uh, fellow uh, cast members, and then he would do it as Abraham Lincoln. So he was texting as <laughs> if he were Abraham Lincoln. I genuinely feel like he would have a lot of fun with it, and it wasn't because he was trying to like stay in role to be a better actor. I feel like he was partly also just messing with people, you know. <laughs> Um, well, for this movie specifically, he went to like a, whatever it's called, a designer school, 
and he actually designed these dresses himself? Not not these ones, but like he learned how to sew and all that stuff. And he took like he made the dresses himself. <laughs> himself. Yeah, he it took he took like a year doing all that all that stuff. Wow, man! Yeah, it took him like him. it took him a few years to prepare for. Uh, there will be blood. That's that's absolutely crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, that's why he had like large gaps in between movies. Yeah, because he would that's commit. Wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about the the main girl, Vicky Vicky Crepes? Alma. Yeah. Where is she from? Uh, some, uh, east Eastern European country. Well, maybe she's French. Actually, isn't she French? I don't know. Is that the is she is she doing an accent or is that her actual accent? That that's her accent. Yeah, that's that's okay. her actual accent. Yeah. I feel Why, like you're gonna say it was a bad accent. No, I don't think it's a bad accent, but I feel like her character like doesn't really doesn't really do much Which, with her emotion. She sounds kind of flat a lot of times. Hmm. It says here she's Luxembourgish. Never heard of it, dude. Must be fake. You don't know what Luxembourg is? Must be fake. It's uh apparently I remember a while ago. I don't know if this is true. It's like the richest country. Like everyone's rich in that country. You just keep making it sound faker, dude. <laughs> you're just making this up right now. Um so uh, that probably fake. She's just some lady. She's down. just some lady. Yeah, she just puts on the accent. Um, I don't want to call her a bad actress. Because I don't know her. I don't I think will... she's a bad actress. I feel like they probably told her don't use a lot of emotion for this role. I feel like that was on purpose. I'll go Why? ahead and say I don't know. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that she's not great. Alright, cool. Um, <laughs> I don't want to judge her because I don't know her. Um, you haven't seen old. She's an old. Nice. And she's awful in that, I hear you. I don't know, I haven't seen it. But <laughs> <laughs> from the little I've seen of it, uh, it's not great. I don't know if that's just <laughs> That's just M. Night Shyamalan in his writing. And, like, he likes to have his actors be a little cheesy. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I saw this movie called Bergman Island, uh, which he stars in. And it's another movie where, like, film Twitter is, like, super in love with. Um, and I think I'm learning that. that you just... also don't agree with? Yeah. I, I, I saw it, and I'm like, this? This is this? what you guys are going crazy over. Yeah, it's like it's fine. Um, I don't think she's, <laughs> I don't think she's anything special in it. I think she just, like she she gives similar. Uh, there's like similar times where she cries in that movie, and she's like, it's just it it feels <laughs> the same as in this. You know, it's uh, a little flat and it's a yeah. little, like maybe one dimensional. Okay. Um. And I think if she didn't have an accent, most people would say that too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the accent does make it a little harder for me because I can't tell if that's just how. If that if people, sound, yeah, if if she's sounding the way she's sounding because she's trying to do the uh, do the accent and you know speak English. <laughs> <laughs> you think so you think she's turning on the accent? No, 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 no. But now that I know that that's her actual accent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know where she was from, so I didn't know if she was trying to do an accent and trying to act at the same time, and that's why it was sounding weird. <laughs> now knowing that, that's just how she talks, I, I'm going to go ahead and say a lot of times she just sounds completely flat, and it's just weird. 
Yeah. She doesn't put a lot of emotion into it. Um, yeah. Uh, people like her a lot, you know. Probably specifically because of this movie. Yeah, man. She's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really like um uh, um the sister. What's her name? Cecil? Cecil? Something. Cecil. Some weird made up name. What's her real name? Let's see. Leslie Manville. I yeah, thought she was great. Cool. Um, you know, there's that like there's little moments whenever she's like about to say something dramatic and then she like adjusts her clothes and adjusts her hair and little stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um I also love the way that she delivered that line. That was her Oscar clip. It was um nah, don't get into a fight with me, you won't come out of it alive or something like that. She also had a line that I really liked, but I don't remember what it was. And it was when she was talking about bringing the doctor in. I don't remember what she tells her, but I was like, dang, you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's acting, because uh, there's only three people in this. Um, music, cinematography, I guess editing. I don't know if you noticed anything with the editing. Um, can't say I did, man. You know, there was a there was a moment, and in the end, when like he gets the mushrooms right, and then he like knowing knowingly eats them. Yeah, and then he's just sort of still, and they're staring at each other, and that goes on for like for an uncomfortably long time. <laughs> yeah, like two minutes, <laughs> and it keeps cutting from uh. Uh, shot to shot, like of them looking at each other, and there was a, I was like, "Are we on a loop? Like, is this <laughs> looping?" Because like his hand was like moving in the same way, and and you're about to let me know that yeah, that was all edited. It was just a big loop over and over. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean. I guess editing, pacing is part of editing or whatever. Um, super, super slow. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I don't care about anything either. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I don't care about her. Like, I kind of think he's a little interesting, but like, it's, like, I'm not on board. Yeah. It just didn't grab me, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care um, about a dressmaker being in a toxic relationship. It's not just that. I mean, like, I don't even buy their relationship. I really don't, dude. Why is she <laughs> just okay with everything? <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know. I think if she had more of a character. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, uh, apparently Daniel Day-Lewis uh, co-wrote this in character. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, like he he helped come up with a lot of the stuff. You know what? That's uh, that's actually kind of fitting in character. Yeah. I can see that guy definitely stepping up and being like, "You're doing it wrong. Let me show you how the story should actually go." Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why I think maybe it's because he's an actor that it ends up being a little, you know. It's filled with like a lot of monologues and so it's his fault it's boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, why is he willingly eat the mushrooms once he knows what's going on? Because um, he's in love. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Paul Thomas Anderson came up with this movie because he had the flu, really bad ones, and uh, Maya Rudolph, his wife, was taking care of him. Um, and he said that he felt like she was really enjoying that. And and that scared him a bit? I don't know if it scared him. I don't know. Interesting. Would it be scary? If they're enjoying it? Yeah. That means it's just like mm. taking care of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then... Maybe- then his step, his thought process was like, "Well, she's making me sick on purpose," <laughs> you know, because that's what he wrote. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think she enjoyed him. I think he just. I think that was just something in his mind. <laughs> like, who enjoys taking care of a sick person? Yeah, man, that's true. Yeah, nurses? No, not even nurses. <laughs> they do it for the money, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Do you have anything else to say? You know. The first time he he got sick, I had forgotten about the whole mushroom thing. And I thought we were just going to learn that he's dying or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, 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 I had completely forgotten about the mushrooms. <laughs> uh, well, it's because she puts it in the tea and it's not very obvious. Like yeah. When he's drinking it, that it's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought I might have enjoyed this more in the second watch i'm like maybe i missed something uh, i i was still expecting to enjoy it yeah it didn't happen you know it, i mean i didn't dislike i mean i guess no i probably did dislike it <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely didn't hate it though yeah um there was this there's this youtuber called grace randolph i don't know if you know who she is no never heard of her uh, uh, she started the uh, BVS as a masterpiece sort of thing that that was happening with the DC fandom. Anyways, she called this movie uh, the worst movie of the year. And everyone hated her for it? She yeah. got flamed? Well, everyone already hates her. but <laughs> So everyone was just making fun of her. Nice. She's still laughing yeah. stock. That's yeah. a shame. I mean, she's she's the only one making sense out here in the world. <laughs> I mean, I can name like three movies that came out in the same month that are no, a can't. lot worse than this. No, you can't, dude. Yeah, uh, Pitch Perfect quit, quit, Three. Quit trying, dude. Uh, the Greatest <laughs> Showman. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably not watch those, dude. Leave her alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what would you give this out of ten? A uh, ten? Yeah. I was prepared to give it a two out of five. So what's that? Like a four out of ten? Maybe maybe closer to a three and a half, I would say. Oh really? That's low, man. It is low. <laughs> but i I think I've said this before on the podcast. I think the worst thing a movie can do is be, be boring. boring. Yeah. And I was bored through most of this movie. It doesn't get interesting until maybe like an hour in. And then it doesn't stay interesting. And then it doesn't stay interesting. It just sort of <laughs> goes away. Um, so yeah, I think a three and a half is where I'm sitting at. Like, 
like it's it's not it's not you know an awful movie i've seen awful movies it's well crafted yeah it's well crafted it's well made things things are good but but the things that are good don't make up for how bored i was yeah 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 uh i think yeah i'd probably give it like a six point five out of ten maybe which is a slightly higher than my original score nice yeah that's pretty high it's it's uh it's my least favorite paul thomas anderson movie mine too i haven't seen a lot but mine too uh you should just watch the four i guess i have seen a lot what else has he had learned the master you've seen five you've seen five you've seen five uh, there will be no you're right you're right you're right five (laughs) that's crazy how many does he have uh not that many. I think you're missing The Master. You're missing Inherent Vice. You're missing Magnolia. You're missing Card 8. Like half I think that might be it. Yeah, you're missing like four. I mean, I haven't seen Magnolia or Card 8. Um, anyways, yeah, you should watch The Master, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. That the one's a I hear you. That yeah, that's me. That's about uh, Scientology. And um, it's all about stroking each other's dicks, I guess. Yeah. It's slow. It's also slow. But it's better. But it's, I think it's a lot better. And I think it's very interesting. Uh, it was okay. one of my favorite movies when I was in high school. Um, yeah. So that's uh, how would you rank all the movies that we covered from him? That we covered? So just the three? Yeah. Or I guess four if we're counting... You know what? Just do all the movies you've seen from him. How about that? So I think I think at the moment, Licorice Pizza is still my number one. Mm-hmm. Followed very closely by Punch Drunk Love. Right, yeah. Then There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Then uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. And then Phantom Threat at the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, my, that's my list. So, um, I mean, there, what would you call There Will Be Blood Slow? Uh yeah, at part I mean, it has slow build up, but there will be blood does pay off, you know. Yeah, this doesn't pay off, right? Yeah, this doesn't pay off at all. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go punch drunk glove. I'll just do the ones that that we cover. Yeah, punch drunk glove, um, boogie nights, and then this. And where's the curious pizza on that? Uh, I'd probably be above Boogie Nights, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I guess There Will Be Blood would be below Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, very, yeah. very interested to see his other movies, just to see, like, is there ever a point where his his direction, like, mashes together? Because right now he has two very distinctive styles. Is there one where he's kind of like, you can you can see both, kind of like fighting each other? I guess inherent vice would be that. Is it interesting, or is it, or does it kind of just feel like a mess? Well, it's like the book it's based on is uh, like the plot doesn't make any sense. So the plot doesn't make any sense. Nice. So, so by nature, it's a mess. It's messy. Nice. It's messy, yeah. But um, but yeah, messy on purpose. Yeah, 
It can be interesting. Yeah, I guess so. Because that's a comedy, but it's and there's also like a lot of slow moments, and he does a movie camera a lot. So I, I think that's that's probably what what you're looking for. Um, right. I haven't seen it like in eight years or whatever, whenever that came out. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Go on. Maybe I'll check it out. I do feel like I like this Paul Thomas Anderson guy a lot right now. Yeah, is he one of your favorites that we've covered? That we've covered? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. still Sofia Coppola is the top. Sofia Coppola is still the top for me. Yeah. Of uh, every movie okay. we've covered, she was the only one who broke into my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I saw that. Lost in Translation. Yeah. Number one yeah. favorite movie right at the moment. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's our Paul Thomas Anderson series. He's a cool um, guy. Definitely check him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next, we're going to be covering uh, Denis Villeneuve. Didn't even move. What they got? Um, so he directed Dune. Oh yeah, um, you, we, we yeah. talked about this last time. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna be covering Dune Prison Prisoners. Dune two um, next year. I, I was like, should I? Should we do Prisoners or should we do Enemy? Because Enemy is a lot more um, metaphorical and it's like experimental. It's uh, but then I decided to go with prisoners. Which uh, one feels I, more like Dune? Neither. <laughs> then they're both good. Um, uh, we're gonna do prisoners. Uh, we're gonna do Sicario. Oh, hey, I've heard of that. Yeah, and then we're gonna do Arrival. That's gonna oh, be hey, I've thing. heard of that. Yep. All right, sounds uh, good. Yeah, and hopefully we can get that done before the Oscars. And then we're gonna do the Oscars. I'm going to do the Oscars. I don't know who we're going to cover during March. Sick, sick. All right. So that's... Maybe we should do a woman, right? A woman? Yeah. It's definitely time for another one. <laughs> Let's just continue with Sofia Coppola. Yeah, so that's... That's that. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Good night. I love you guys. <laughs>